I object to all this sex on the television. I mean, I keep falling off. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. What is your problem? By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today we're going back to one of my favorite topics, television. You guys know I love my television. I've been a TV kid and a TV grown-up all of my life. I just love watching television. Now, it's not the be-all and end-all of my existence, don't get me wrong. I like movies too. And gaming. So I think it's fair to say I spend a lot of time in front of the tube, whether it's watching a TV show or a movie or playing a game. But when I was growing up, TV was the thing. We watched cartoons, we watched syndicated shows, we watched regular network shows on TV, and of course late night TV as well. And yeah, I watched a lot. That's why I talk about it a lot in the podcast. Television, old movies, these are the things that I used to entertain myself when I was a kid. And it holds true to this day. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about TV, just some general feelings I have about TV, the evolution of it over the years, things that I haven't really talked about in previous episodes. And then in the second half of the episode, I'm going to play some more TV theme songs for you. As I've done in previous episodes, we're going to do it in that name, that tune format. I'm going to give you a little intro. I'm going to give a couple of hints about the show, play a little of the theme song, and then talk about the show a little bit. These, again, are shows that I grew up with that you may or may not recognize a theme song from. But I like to share theme songs because I love music. I love good music. I love music that conveys what the show is about. And something about these theme songs always tickles the back of my brain a little bit with a memory of, oh, I remember that. Whether it's a, I remember watching that with mom memory or what a horrible show that was memory. So the theme songs I'm going to share with you today are generally from slightly more obscure TV shows, except for a couple. These are from shows that I watched that were somewhat popular, and they may be vaguely familiar to you, or you may not know them at all. But for me, all of this music holds up, so we'll do that at the end of the episode. But before we get to that, let's talk TV, and specifically television writing. The writing is important because that's the script, that's what we're watching, that's the story we're being shown. So the writing has to be good for the show to last, right? Well, not always. One of the things I've noticed after watching TV for all these years, television writing, by and large, has gotten better over the years. I mean, early television, there was some stupid stuff out there. There was a show in the 60s called My Mother the Car, where basically a guy's mother's spirit is in his car, which, I mean, I guess it's kind of interesting. But, I mean, it's kind of stupid, really, when you think about it. And let's take I Dream of Jeannie, for instance. I mean, it's a cute concept, I guess. Astronaut splashes down, gets stranded on a desert island, finds a genie in a bottle, and it's literally a genie who can grant every wish. Kind of a cute concept, I guess. And it's definitely worth watching when you've got Barbara Eden in it, for sure. But when you think about it, I mean, you got an astronaut who can have every wish granted by a genie. And what does he wish for? Nothing. He doesn't wish for anything. In fact, he fights her every time she tries to help him. I never got that. As a kid, watching that in syndication, I was all about, wish for stuff, dude. A new car, $100,000 in the bank, anything. Somehow or other, Major Nelson never took advantage of the fact that he had a genie. I mean, you can nitpick about all of the sitcoms from the 60s and the 70s. I mean, really? Bewitched? He marries a witch? And again, he doesn't want her to use her powers? Seriously? Maybe it's me. But if I had a partner with magical powers, whether it's a genie or a witch, oh yeah, you can help me out. 
Do whatever you can. Why wouldn't you take advantage of that? The other thing that I've noticed about old TV shows, and I can say I noticed because I'm actually re-watching old TV shows. Working in the pandemic, I'm working from home a lot. And so there's lots of TV channels that play the old TV shows. Everything from Charlie's Angels to Starsky and Hutch to Nash Bridges to the streets of San Francisco. Basically, all of the cop shows from the 70s, 80s, 90s, they're all available to watch. So I have them on in the background and I watch them these days. And as I follow along, I'll watch the plots develop, such as they are. And I find myself asking, how did we watch this stuff? Because the plots just don't make sense. People do stupid things all the time. I mean, if the show is called Starsky and Hutch, for instance, you expect Starsky and Hutch to do stuff. I get that. And I'm picking Starsky and Hutch on purpose because it was one of my favorite shows when I was a kid. I loved Starsky and Hutch. I never missed an episode. Literally never missed an episode. I loved that show. I thought they were so cool. That Grand Torino, candy apple red with a white racing stripe, the cool leather jackets, the don't take any crap from anybody attitudes, the rogue cop kind of mentality they had, and yet they always did the right thing, even though they went about it their own way. That was all cool to little gamer dude. But as I watch those episodes now, there might be two or three that are pretty good, but I look at the stories, I look at the plot points, I look at the writing, and it just makes no sense to me. How could this happen? Why would you do this? Why would you do that? For instance, we were watching it recently. Starsky has a girlfriend, which, by the way, always bothered me too. Not that he had a girlfriend, but that whether it was Starsky or whether it was Hutch, the girlfriend who was the love of his life would show up at the beginning of the episode. We'd never seen her before, ever. We'd never seen him on a date. We'd never seen him go out. We'd never even see him meet. She just shows up at the beginning of an episode and she's the love of his life. And they're madly and passionately in love. And so we just accepted that back in the 70s, back in the 80s. The writers would throw a character in. Okay, love of the life. Good, let's buy in. Maybe it's the storyteller in me, but I like to have a little buildup. Give me a little background. How did they meet? When did they meet? Sometime between last week's episode and this week's episode? Give me a hint. But young gamer dude didn't care. Oh, Starsky's got a girlfriend. Okay, whatever. So in this particular episode that I'm talking about, The psycho killer, bent on vengeance against Starsky, wants to make Starsky feel bad, wants to make him suffer, because Starsky and Hutch killed the psycho killer's son. Ooh. So there's your revenge motive. So the psycho killer is out on the street. How? (laughs) Well, he just happens to be on the street. He escaped from the mental hospital. Apparently, that's pretty easy to do in the 1970s. Not only has he escaped from the mental hospital, but he's got henchmen, too. Cool. Psycho killers with henchmen. And of course, the way to make Starsky hurt is to go try to kill his girlfriend, the love of his life, who we've never met before, who we have no connection with, but who apparently means the world to Starsky. So bad guy shoots her. She gets a bullet in her head. Doesn't kill her, but gets a bullet in her head. And the doctors say she's going to die. Yeah, but not right away. Oh, yeah, that's what we're buying. We're supposed to accept this. She's got a bullet in her head that's moving around, apparently rattling around like a marble in a soda can. And darn the luck, you never know when it's just going to kill her. But she's free to leave the hospital and go live her life. And so we just merrily accepted this as part of a plot in a very popular TV drama. I mean, I'm no doctor, but I'm thinking you can either go in and get the bullet out, or if you can't, you might take precautions so it doesn't rattle around like a marble in a soda can. But no, Starsky and the girl live their life. They go to the amusement park. They go on picnics together. La la la. I mean, watching that episode now, I kind of got a laugh. 
It's like, really? They wanted us to buy in on this? And we did. We did. We accepted that. Oh, okay. The love of Starsky's life is going to die. And she does, with Starsky crying on her hospital bed. I mean, shows like Charlie's Angels, Heart to Heart, Knight Rider, they weren't much better as far as goofy plots are concerned. But the thing that gets me is that these were like wildly popular shows. And the plots were just almost incoherent. Don't get me wrong, there's bad TV now, too. But it seems, over the years, that TV writing has improved, that people demand more from their TV, whether it's a show like West Wing, or NYPD Blue, or Game of Thrones, or Dexter, or Breaking Bad. Those are some really good, really well-written shows. The plots are not outrageous, they make sense, they hang together. You don't find yourself feeling like you're killing off your brain cells just by watching the show. Looking back on shows like Starsky and Hutch and Charlie's Angels, I probably lost a lot of brain cells I'll never get back watching those shows. So it's interesting for me to see how TV has evolved over the years. Now, while the storytelling has improved over the years, TV theme songs, I think, have not necessarily. In fact, there's a lot of shows that don't even have a theme song anymore. And I think that's a shame because a theme song, as I've said before, a theme song really helps establish a show and really helps establish a character. I've used the Rockford Files many times. In fact, I've played the Rockford Files theme many times on the podcast. I'm not going to do it today. But the Rockford Files theme song, so iconic, really sold the show. You got the feel of the character. You got the feel of the show. Just kind of a cool, action-y, funny, interesting vibe off of the Rockford Files. By the way, the Rockford Files, one of those shows from the 70s that actually is still pretty good and still holds up. It wasn't really too much of a dumb plot line show. It had its moments, but it was a far better show intellectually and storytelling-wise than some of the others that were on. But the theme from The Rockford Files was really what sold it. Now, the TV themes that I'm going to share today, a couple of them are iconic, including the first one. The others are more familiar, and they may ring a bell for you. But these all stand out to me as theme songs that really hold up and are really good music. Now, the first one, you don't even have to have watched the show to know this theme. I bet you're going to be very familiar with this theme as soon as you hear the first couple of notes. Of course it's Wonder Woman. It says it right in the theme. But boy, I remember this theme song. Boy, oh boy. It still runs through my head. Even with the new movies that are out, whenever I think of Wonder Woman, I think of this theme song. This is an iconic theme song to me. Now the world is ready for you And the wonders you can do Make a hawk a dove Stop the war with love Make a lion tell the truth Okay, next up, this one is a slightly more obscure song, but I remember this show. I loved this show when it was on. Interesting premise for me, it featured a retired secret agent who decided to help those who couldn't help themselves. This is the theme song for The Equalizer. Yes, it was a TV show before it was a Denzel Washington movie, and it was a really well-done TV show. 
I haven't seen it since it originally aired, but I loved that show. It was really good. I always enjoyed the good guy trying to help the people who needed help. The interesting thing about the TV show, and very typical for the 70s and the 80s, our retired secret agent, old white guy. But you know what? The old white guy was doing good, so... But the Equalizer was cool. I liked the Equalizer. This next one, a weird detective show. This one has kind of an X-Files kind of feel, if you know the X-Files. When I tell you it's a David Lynch production, that may give the theme song away, but just in case it doesn't, here it is. This is the theme for Twin Peaks. It's a show about an FBI agent who's investigating the murder of Laura Palmer in some small town called Twin Peaks. But it's not just a straight detective show. It's kind of weird. I don't want to give you spoilers in case you do want to go look it up, which you can. But it has a weird vibe to it. It has kind of a surreal aspect to it. Some dream sequences in there that are odd. But most definitely a memorable theme song. And as long as we're talking about memorable theme songs, how about this one? Oh yeah, you can tell from the triumphant music, Lois and Clark, about, well, Lois Lane and Clark Kent, of course. Don't you get the Superman vibe right off of this? I mean, it says Superman in all of the triumphant glory that there is in this theme song. It's just a really good piece of music. From Lois and Clark, we're going to go a little weird now. This next theme is from another slightly obscure show from the 80s. It wasn't wildly popular. I'd say it was mildly popular. But you may recognize this. This is from a weird little show called Max Headroom. Now, Max Headroom started in the UK... In the U.S., they adapted it, and it aired for a couple of seasons in the late 80s. I loved the backstory on it. Max Headroom is the name of the digital character who is the embodiment in computers of a crusading reporter who was killed by his corrupt employers, of course. And his mind was digitized and put into the computer and became, I guess, the character, the star, called Max Headroom. And his name was Max Headroom. I love this because Max Headroom is the last thing the reporter saw before he was killed. Max Headroom was the sign in the parking garage where he was killed. You know, how you're driving through a parking garage and it says Maximum Headroom. That's how much space there is between the ground and the ceiling. That's where Max Headroom comes from. But anyway, the music is great. All right, this next theme, not too obscure. This was one of the popular shows on the Fox Network for years and years. I would check this out pretty much every Saturday night, at least for a little while. This is the theme for America's Most Wanted. It was a show put together by John Walsh, 
Unfortunately, John Walsh's son was kidnapped when the son was four years old and killed by the kidnappers, and John never got him back. So John dedicated his life to catching criminals. Basically, that's what he did. And so one of the things that he did was put together this show called America's Most Wanted. And every week they would have most wanted criminals off of the FBI list and do a dramatization of them and their crimes and where they were last seen. And the show would ask viewers to help locate these criminals. And they had a pretty good success rate. People watched that show and they would turn tips into the FBI, turn tips into the local police, and they were able to capture criminals who were on the lam. It was a great show and a great public service by John Walsh. From there, we're going to take a step back to the dopier shows. Again, this is a show that was popular in the 70s. I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was adventurous. I thought the people were cool. I liked the whole idea of it back in the 70s. But as I've watched it in rerun in recent months, I wondered to myself, why did I like this show? This is my boss, Jonathan Hahn, a self-made millionaire. He's quite a guy. This is Mrs. H. She's gorgeous. She's one lady who knows how to take care of herself. By the way, my name is Max. I take care of both of them, which ain't easy. Because when they met, it was mad. Okay, honestly, I like this show because Stephanie Powers was in it. She played Mrs. Hart. This is Heart to Heart. It was an action-packed adventure show. Really rich, self-made millionaire out there solving crimes because that's what rich, self-made millionaires do, apparently. I mean, looking back, it makes absolutely no sense. The whole premise of the show just collapses, if you think about it at all. But, you know, it was on. It was fun. Exotic locations. Rich people spending money. Doing good things. <laughs> That's how you can tell it's fiction. <laughs> Sorry, did I say that out loud? But Heart to Heart was fun. Heart to Heart is one of those shows that I call bubblegum for the mind. It gives you something to do, but doesn't really require any heavy lifting. But the theme song was great. I love the theme song. All right, this next one is another British import. Again, a show my mother liked, so that's why I was probably familiar with it. She would have it on, and so we'd watch it. This is the theme song from The Saint. Yes, if it sounds familiar, it's another TV show that was made into a movie in the 80s. But the original show was on in the 60s. It's a show from the UK. Roger Moore, who eventually became James Bond at one point, starred as Simon Templar, who was The Saint. And The Saint, by the way, is based on a series of books. In the TV show, Simon Templar robbed from criminally rich people to give to the poor. The cool thing about The Saint was he always took a cut for himself, too, which actually makes sense when you think about it. But the saint was suave, debonair, got away with stuff, and did good things for people who didn't have a chance or couldn't take care of themselves. And he took advantage of criminally rich. So win-win, right? But a great theme song. All right, next up, another police drama. It seems there was a lot of police dramas in the 70s and the 80s. And this theme song is just so typical of the actor and the character in the show. 
This is the theme for T.J. Hooker. This marked William Shatner's return to a regular TV series after Star Trek. I mean, for years, William Shatner was James T. Kirk. I mean, you hear about typecasting, and I think that's what happened to William Shatner for a long period of time after Star Trek ended in 1969. But by the end of the 70s, the networks were willing to give Shatner another chance, and so he became T.J. Hooker. Now, I always loved Shatner, still do. Shatner's awesome. So I would have watched T.J. Hooker just for Shatner. But T.J. Hooker also had Heather Locklear. Oh, I loved Heather Locklear. So there was more of a reason than ever to watch it. I had Shatner and Heather. Perfect combination. All right, I got one final theme song to share with you. This one's probably not that obscure for some, but I remember my dad watching this show. Yes, my dad watched TV too, but his tastes were a little different from my mother's. This was more his speed. Yep, this is the theme from the Benny Hill Show. My dad enjoyed this show, and I gotta say, it was silly fun. If nothing else, Benny Hill was silly fun. And this theme absolutely captures the spirit of that show. I mean, personally, I liked Monty Python better than Benny Hill. Both UK imports. Benny Hill, I think, was more slapsticky. I kind of liked the wordplay more in Monty Python and the absurdity. Not that I didn't like Benny Hill. And I mean, with theme songs like this, how can you not like Benny Hill? But I do remember my dad and a lot of dads just laughing uproariously at Benny Hill and his antics. And this theme song, as I said, captures the show perfectly. So there you have it, some thoughts on TV, some more TV theme songs to think about, and I can tell you, I'm just scratching the surface. I love TV, and I could talk about it all the live long day. Favorite episodes, favorite shows, least favorite episodes, least favorite shows. I mean, I try not to overdose you with too much talk about TV, but yeah, I'm a child of television, and I could talk about TV for a long time. I'll just try to space the episodes out as much as I can. Anyway... That's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being here. As always, I truly do appreciate your support and your time. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you.